Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind, where we get real world insights on winning from people who have accomplished amazing things. I'm your host, Larry Wydell, and let's get going. I'm here talking with Alex McInvan, and Alex is enjoying life out in Los Angeles. And uh, after, uh, I guess he's your in your third decade of, of having a business of your own, right? So it's 17 years preparing, getting educated, you know, working as an uh, employee. And there's nothing wrong with working uh, out of school or, you know, there's nothing wrong with working anyway. You know, the problem is you're not, if you're not working, you know, right. <laughs> but uh, there's no problem with that. But, you know, Alex decided he wanted more and he started his own business and he'd obviously learned enough lessons about doing that uh, where he could make this thing going. So how many years have you been in business now, Alex? Uh, I'm in my 29th year. 29th year, uh, making uh, well over a million dollars a year. How many $100,000 earners do you think you have in your organization? Uh, we have uh, about 30, I believe. 30. Yes. And so, that, you know, that's the test, you know, can you, uh, uh, it's not all about you. And plus, if you don't have people that are coming along behind you that are highly paid, uh, getting compensated, you chances are you're, you're not going to continue to uh, be riding high on the horse, you know, it's not all just all about you. And so uh, congratulations on that. And we were talking about uh, when you jumped uh, into this business on your own. It was really great that you started part-time and I would encourage people to do that. Get as far as you can get, number one, with the time you have available and get give yourself a chance to get educated at squeezing your schedule uh, uh, and getting rid of things that don't matter, your things you're wasting time on, recreation, you know, just goofing off and putting that into a business, but also money. You know, if you're trying not to borrow money, you know, try and stay, get as far as you can. You know, a lot of times you're in a business where you building stuff, you've got to have, you've got to raise capital, but get as far as you possibly can without bringing in the pressure of having somebody else loan you money. And so you do that by starting part-time and self-funding yourself as far, you know, to kind of get a running start on the thing. And I think that's one of the reasons so many people that start don't succeed is they didn't start right. And starting right doesn't mean you have everything in place. You know, there's a real advantage that uh, you found, I found, uh, when we started uh, making the jump before you're ready. Because the truth of it, if it is, you're never ready. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. you were talking, Alex, about saying that, uh, uh, you know, you're, you had debt, you know, you had run up expenses, you'd had a previous business, it didn't work, you know, it would be nice to start debt-free, it would be nice for this and nice for that. But on the other hand, you could have had another 14 things go wrong that would have run up your debt. <laughs> yeah. 
the longer you wait. And also, here's the thing about the advantage of making the jump before you're ready. Don't look to jump and use your guideline, just what your finances are and all the things. Look, you know, it can't be just your enthusiasm and, and passion and inspiration you got, but inspiration has a short shelf life. And right. if you're fired up about doing something, you better get off your butt and go get started. Even if you started part-time, because that's like a, a, a candle that will go out. People would naysay, you know, you're, anytime you start something, people are going to try and put out your party and uh, uh, you're not going to get a lot of encouragement. So the thing is why your, your fire is burning on that. Use that to get down the road a little bit, to learn some things, to make some progress. And before people know what's happening with you, you know, and uh, uh, the advantage of making the jump before you're ready, it is, I think uh, most entrepreneurs are pretty dumb financially when they start. <laughs> I know I was. And uh, uh when I moved to North Carolina out of Atlanta, we were at that expansion thing. I was, and my wife didn't work outside the home. I had a three-year-old and a five-year-old boy, no savings, nothing. I had to have a yard sale to uh, get the money to buy the Hertz, you know, pay for the Hertz uh, rental truck uh, to haul my stuff up there, two yard sales. And, uh, you know, we're on fumes, but it still took me until, let's see, we moved up in early December, it took me, I was so stupid, Alex. It was the middle of March before I woke up in the middle of the night with cold chills saying, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, I just, but I immediately, the thought said, well, it's too late to worry about it now. Go back to sleep because in the morning you got to go, you got to go to work. And so uh, uh, it takes the indecision out, you know, you're in. And you got to figure out how to make it work. And then you find out you can, you know, your back's to the wall. But uh, you, so you went through that. And uh, was your uh, daughter born at that time? Uh, my daughter was born about five years later. Oh. Uh, th that's when the triplets came. Uh, you, you know, people ask me all the time. They say, well, one, of the, one of the most common questions I get asked is, how did you stay motivated? How did you... Uh, you know, what, what got you out of bed? You know, the answer was simple, man. I, I had my minimum payments on my credit cards ju just to keep the creditors from calling was about a thousand dollars a month, right? Do the math on, on about 50 grand of credit card debt. It's 2%, right? right? Uh, my, I had a mortgage. I had two car payments and uh, about four months after I went full-time in the business, we found out that we were pregnant not with one, not with two, but with three little heartbeats, uh, you know, in, inside my wife's belly. And, and I don't know how much more motivation a person needs than to go out and, and try to bring in some food and, and, and be able to pay the bills and, and pay the mortgage and all that. You know, when somebody asks me that question, my first thought is, man, you, 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 you better think twice whether you want to be an entrepreneur or not, because how could you even ask me that question when you don't have a mo you don't have something that burns you from the inside you don't have something that that makes you sweat just sitting yeah. there thinking about it yeah life is pretty good at giving you motivation especially when you're young and uh it's uh 
when you got started, did you know what to do? How did you know what to do? And you did some pretty amazing uh, things because you dove into this thing and put so much personal activity. There was like no chance you could fail. The thing is, the point is you can't guarantee success. There is no guarantees, but you can stack the odds in your favor and you can do so much of the right kind of activity that it makes success all but inevitable. And you're never guaranteed, but you can pretty much make it inevitable because you overdo the things you've got to do to be successful. And uh, uh, how did you approach that? How did you coach yourself into making that big blast of activity? Well, uh, like I said, the, the bills didn't care. The bank didn't care. The car payments didn't care that, that I had switched careers or that I needed so much money. Or So I knew bills were coming due. So here's, here's what I, my typical day was very simple. I would get up around six, seven o'clock in the morning. I'd leave the house by no later than nine or 10. Now this is pre-COVID, pre-internet, pre, oh, yeah. you know, right. you, you, you went physically, you went and did stuff or you, you pounded the phones for a couple of hours a day or whatever you did. We used to have pagers and pay phones basically when we were outside the home. Uh, but I would leave the house by no later than nine, 10 in the morning, get home. If I got home at 11 o'clock at night, it was an early night. I, I felt like a, a total loser. Uh, and, and again, the biggest motivation was, did I have any sales today that I was able to talk to somebody new today? Was I able to, uh, 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 you know, bring on a, a new agent or a potential new agent into my agency? Uh, that was the question. You know, my coach taught me, he said, Alex, don't worry about other people's activities. You go out and make it happen for now. And then you can teach others later once you start to have some people in your team and people that, that come on board to your agency. So, so talk about what you, what you, how, how that, what that transferred into in terms of activity. Well, uh, I worked like that. Like if you want to call that crazy work or long hours, I did that for about five years. You know, people are, are funny. Sometimes they, they talk about how hard they worked that one month or that those six months or that one year. I knew that I had to let my, my efforts compound. Uh, so I, I went super hardcore for about five years. And that's when our daughter was born five years after the, the triplets were born. And, uh, and that's when I, start, when I sort of slowed down a little bit. I went another couple of years, not as hard. So really this entire thing that we built was a result of about seven years that started 29 years ago and ended about 22 years ago. Now, do I work now? Sure, I suppose you could call what we're doing right now work. This right. is more like visiting, uh, you know, just, just hanging out. But uh, yeah, I work, yeah, I work, but nothing, nothing like what we did in those first five years or in those first seven years. Uh, I remember uh, I was putting, I was averaging about uh, 50, 60,000 miles a year on whatever car I drove. So I did the math one time. I think I drove around the circumference of the earth about 27 times. <laughs> <laughs> and truth be told, I mean, a lot of that was just, just sheer terror, you know, just not, like you said, you know, we're not very good financially. We're also probably not very good schedule wise right. <laughs> at the beginning of our careers. 
I just, I just had to move. I, I, I was like a shark. I, if I stood still, I'd probably, you know, asphyxiate. I, I had to keep moving so that I knew that I was alive and I was out there trying to build something. And how quick did you get it off the ground? Well, um, I think uh, I became a broker about uh, a year and a half, uh, 20 months. Yeah, 20 months after the day that I got licensed. And so that, that's not, it's not a tremendous record. It's okay, you know, and uh, about another year or so after that, we, we started to feel finally that we weren't robbing Peter to pay Paul and we weren't under that tremendous financial stress anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I wasn't going to, you know, I, I early on, almost the first day that I started, I, I took quitting off the table. I figured I'm going to be tempted multiple times a day. Sometimes I wanted to quit a thousand times in a single day. I knew I had the skills. I had the degrees. I, you know, I could always go back and get a job. I kind of knew that. But like I said, I burned the ships in my mind. I, I blew up the bridges in my mind going back. And quitting was just never, never an option. No matter who said what, no matter who was trying to discourage me, no matter who was trying to tell me I've, I've lost my mind. I mean, my mom, you know, imagine, imagine a, a, a mother's voice in your head going, sweetie, what are you doing? Go back and get a job. Come to your senses, please. You're an engineer. You don't need to do, you don't need to go through any of this. Do you need any money? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I go, mom, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it, man. We're just rolling in the dough. <laughs> I remember what went in my mind uh, during those years was the Bible. You know, this is where your Bible uh, training is so incredibly helpful because the one verse that was in my head the whole time that he will, he who will not feed his family is worse than a heathen. <laughs> wow. Wow. He doesn't feed his family's worth than a heathen. I go, oh, great. You know, <laughs> what a thought to carry around. <laughs> and so, uh, but, you know, whatever it takes to keep you motivated, what did you do right when you look at the patterns you fell into and what, did, what were you doing wrong? Because as one thing about... Uh, that people need to realize is once you jump into this, whatever it is you've got to do, and you make up your mind, I'm not going to fail, I'm going to do it. And the first thing you can do is put tons of time in and, you know, just head in the right direction. And you're going to, what you'll find is things will occur to you. You know, people will give you advice, but circumstances will teach you the voices in your head will come in and say hey notice this look at that don't do you know avoid that uh and you start to fall into success patterns uh only if you're working hard though if you're sitting over here trying to avoid you know get every you know because this is a whole thing about jumping in uh, there are all kind of people that are waiting to set this up and waiting to set that up and then I'll go for it. Uh, but it does, you know, that's, that's not the way that successful people have gotten where they are today. They've jumped in and, uh, sometimes you got people to tell you, uh, what you need to know. Sometimes you just have to go in there. So like, it's just like this. 
there's a place you want to go to sometimes and you don't have gps and you only know one way to do it and it's a, it turns out well that was the long way now i found a direct link well in the beginning it didn't matter that there was a direct route you only knew one way you had to go that way right. and the direct routes you learn over time and that's what i say alex there's no such thing as shortcuts but there are straight lines and in the beginning we go around in circles to get ourselves where we want to go but once we get there we say oh that's how you do it quicker and so when you started falling into patterns what were some of these things you stopped doing and things that you started doing more of yeah uh, you know first uh, first i want to preface it with this you know everybody comes into business entrepreneurs come into business with certain set of skills you know, when I look back, what skill did I have? You know, I, I wasn't, I didn't have selling marketing skills. I didn't have uh, uh, recruiting abilities. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't recruit, get someone to follow me into the bathroom, let alone get me to f follow me in life and in business and all that. Uh, what else? Uh, I, team building. I mean, zero, zero team building ability, never, never had really been a part of a team, uh, you know, as a kid didn't do wasn't involved in a lot of sports or in any sports, really. And so for me, it, it was a whole new world It was a whole new experience. Uh, so so you might say, well, what what did you bring with you? Uh, if I were to say two, if I could put my finger on two things, one was work ethic, uh, I mean, I, I could, I could, to this day, I'm, I'm, I'm a thousand years old today. I could outwork most 20 year olds. So work ethic was something, and, and you, you touched on that, that as long as you're doing it, and as long as you're, you're out there working, you'll figure a lot of the stuff out through simple trial and error. And the other thing that I think was a skill and I'm, I'm, I'm using quotation marks or, or a talent was the ability to, um, to, to modify my behavior, the ability to be flexible. And I, as, as silly as that may sound, or as, as mundane as that may sound, I, I think that is truly one of the secrets to my success and the success of you know, everyone that's had success at anything, is that they're not so stuck in a, in a particular way of thinking, a particular of behavior pattern, you know, uh, I guess self-awareness would be another way to look at it is, is we're, we're, I, 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 I have, I'm quite self-aware. I, I always reflect on what works, what doesn't work. Um, I, 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 one of the things I teach is don't always throw the baby out with the bathwater. In other words, don't constantly go back and revamp everything you're doing. Look at what you're doing, look at what's working, look at what's not working get rid of the, the stuff that's not working, keep building on the stuff that is working and always keep your eyes and ears open. Listen to what people are telling you because all the secrets, you know, there are no secrets, right? All the secrets are right there. The writing is always right there on the wall. It's always, it, it, people will show you the way, they'll tell you, uh, you know, sometimes I'd be at, at a kitchen table, sitting down with a client, and there would be no transaction or there'd be nothing, but I would learn so much about human behavior and about how people talk and act and, and, and what a husband does and what a wife does. I think I became a, a better husband and a better father simply by observing 
what not to do. <laughs> I, I would see a, a, a dad or a father behave a certain way at, at the kitchen table. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, I don't ever want to be that guy. I don't ever want to be known. as So, so it, a lot of it was trial and error, but be flexible and, and be self-aware. It's shocking how so many people are not self-aware out there. Now, uh, what last thing would you say at this point, a last word to people about jumping and getting into their own business? Why, uh, why would you encourage them to do it? And what, what is your, uh, insight or thing, thing you think they need to hear at the moment they're making that jump? Well, I want you to, I want everybody to think about something. Why are you so locked in on the idea that a job is the only way to make a living? Okay. It, it's, you think that way probably because you were raised in a family that you know your your mom your dad your grandma your grandpa your cousins your uncles everybody worked the job so so that's all we that's all we know and so the reason sometimes a person does not make the jump is that they don't even realize that a job not only a job is not the only way to make money it's not even the best way if what you want to do in life is to earn enough money so that you're comfortable, so you can pay your bills, so you can save some money, so you can, you can enjoy life. Well, well, guess what? A job is not the best way to do it. So once you come to that realization, then you start to look around and say, well, how, what, what are some other ways, you know, legal ways that I can actually make a living that I can earn money. And the answer is always business. It's always, always, always a business where, you can earn in a month what you're used to earning in a year. And when that hit me, I thought, wow, wow, what am I doing? I'm, I'm giving the best years of my life and to, to build somebody else's company. I'm right. putting somebody else's children through college. I'm providing for some, and, and I didn't, by the way, I never begrudged anyone for owning a business and hiring me. I, it, it wasn't about that. It wasn't that I, that I, you know, ooh, I'm mad at you. No, it wasn't about that. I thought, well, I want to be that person. I want to be providing the checks, not waiting for a paycheck. Thanks so much, Alex. That wraps up this episode. Consider leaving a rating and review if you like what you heard. In addition, I have a free video for you and it contains my best insights from 20 years of running my own business and also coaching million dollar earners. You'll find it at whitelonwinning.com forward slash webinar. Thanks for listening and do it big.